Welcome to the What The Mum podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I will be your host. Every mum-to-be knows that as soon as she becomes a mum, her world will change forever. Everyone is keen to give you advice based on their own experiences. Other mums delight in sharing their horror stories so that new mums are better prepared for what might happen. The lack of sleep, feeling exhausted most of the time, living in bodies with even more wobbly bits and never having any privacy. But everyone's story is unique. Everyone's experience is personal. On this podcast, I will be sharing real stories told by mums like you and I about their experience of motherhood and how life changes when you become a mum. This podcast is about showing you that you're not alone. We may not be in the same boat, but we are experiencing a similar storm. I hope these stories will inspire you to do what you want and be who you want to be. Anything is possible if you really want it and if it is really important to you. If you want to find out more about me and who I am, check out my website, mummyandabreak.co.uk. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. During this podcast series, I will be interviewing six awesome women who will inspire you with their story of what I'm calling Changing Direction. My guest today is Vicky, who I met a couple of years ago through Women's Networking. I wanted her to be part of this series because Vicky has experienced so much change in her life and she is an awesome single mum raising five, yes, five children. Through her story, you will see that life is what you make it. Restrictions and limitations will only stop you if you let them. Thanks for joining me today, Vicky. My pleasure. So tell us your story. Tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, raising five children and relocating, how you got to where you are today. Wow, um, we've probably not got long enough. But um, <laughs> so, so right now, where I am today, I'm, um, I run my own business, which is Creative Communications, which is helping business owners with marketing and all sorts of things around that. Um, I started that three years ago. And I have four children at home and a grown-up son who lives in um, Brighton at the moment, going back to London soon. We left him in London. Um, and my kids are, let's go through that. I have to go, mm, hold on, seven, 10, 14, 17, and my big boy is 28. So there's a big gap. So that's part of my mum's story is there. Um, so I started young, just out of uni. And I never planned any of this. I never planned to have a big family. <laughs> I always saw myself as a career woman. Every time when I was growing up, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go off and do this and that. And, just, and, and for some reason, this happened. I ended up with five children. And um, so, yeah, and three years ago, I, I've spent most of my adult, I am a Bristolian, and I spent most of my adult life in London. And then three years ago, we moved back to Bristol, became a single mum, moved back with my four, with four of them, started my business, and then a pandemic happened. So then they were all at home with me whilst I was running my business. And it's been quite a journey, um, quite stressful at times, quite overwhelming. And we've got through it. And 
the last year, I think, has been the most, the biggest breakthrough I've had, probably in my life, actually, but definitely in recent years. Um, if we go back to when I had my first son, I had him before any of my friends were, years before any of my friends had children. I was kind of like on my own. And, and it was a bit, when I found out I was pregnant, I was absolutely over the moon, but it was filled with loads of kind of like doubt as well, self-doubt, because I just finished uni. I was going to go off and do all sorts of things. And it was like, no one else was doing this. Everyone was building careers and going out and traveling. And I was going to be a mom. And I had to make the decision of like, you know, can I do this? And I knew, I absolutely knew in my heart, I'm going to love this child, no matter, you know, and that's basically what made, made me go ahead and just go, right, I'm going to have this baby. Oh my God, he was gorgeous. I've never, it would make me cry if I even talk about it because it's so long ago. Biggest change that ever happened to me in my life, that first baby, I don't think anyone can prepare us for that first baby, no matter what age you are. I know women who've had their first babies much later in life and they've had all those years by themselves or in a couple and they've really wanted it. But, oh, my God, they, they're they kind of quite shocked when it happens because it's it, I mean, you know, just using the bathroom, having a shower, using the loo. So once you did it without a second thought, then you go, how do I do this with this baby? It's just it changes everything. It's so it so does. And I think you're right. I think after the first, I mean, I've, I've only got two. Um, but just that, you know, life is going to change and people tell you how life is going to change. But until you become a mum yourself, you really have no idea what cha change is going to happen in your life because everybody, everybody's different. We're different as mums every child is different mm. and it's not until you become a mum and you start your journey of I'm going to call it mumdom I, I use mum that <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word um I could put that in the urban dictionary anyway yeah I, I digress um but it's not until you are doing it that you can really appreciate what life is now like and what a life change actually means which is just and, and everybody's is different so although you know we all share our um our war our war stories or, or you know our, our lovely memories but everybody's experience is different and and it's different with each child as well but at least when you then have the next one you go into it more with your eyes open because you've already had that first mm. experience yeah it's, it's a bit more manageable <laughs> And I, I then had an 11 year gap before having my second one. So, I mean, if we're going to you know, be honest on here, I've, I've been a single mom twice. So um, we moved to London when my when my son was young and um, and my relationship a few years after my relationship with um, his dad ended and I was on my own. And then when I met the dad of my other four children, I had um, I was so ready to have another one by then. I really wanted I knew I wanted one more. And then we ended up with four more. <laughs> and then that, that, that relationship ended. So, you know, and I, it was me making the decision each time. It's like, this isn't working for me. And I do, I really give it a good go to make it work. And it didn't work. And so I move on. And, and it was very, very scary the second time. 
um, because I wasn't working. All my children were home educated in London. I wasn't working. Um, I had to move out of the house we were in. We had to actually move out of London because we'd had quite cheap rent for all these years and and everything had changed in London and we couldn't afford to stay in the area. So it was was kind of a choice. Do we stay in London? London, Surrey, Brighton, and in the end, it's like, well, my family are in Bristol. It makes sense to come back to Bristol. So, uh, and my children know the city as well from visiting. So then that would that was a really scary time, very stressful. Like, how on earth was I going to make this work? Just myself, four children. I'd chosen not to work. I'd actually wanted to. With my first son, I was at home with him for three years. I, then I went to do an MA and then went to work when he went to nursery. And with um, with these four, I was at home, I think, for 10 years. And I really wanted to be there in the early years. It was a real choice of mine. I thought, for me, that was really important to be, I think I went back to work when my second child was nine months. And then it was, um, and then I left work after the third one was born. So I was working for a couple of years then. Um, and then I really, really wanted to stay at home with them all. And so it was putting them all in school. They'd never been in school. Starting my business. I had no business contacts in Bristol. Um, being back in a new city that I hadn't lived in since I was, you know, very early 20s. And just, you know, finding somewhere to live, finding the school, making, having all put, getting all those ducks in a row was just like, it was absolutely overwhelming I didn't know how it was going to work I was at one point had no idea how I was going to do it how it's going to work I was very clever that I found a coach actually to help me in another area of my life but working with her just helped take away um, the overwhelm and actually break it down into manageable chunks and go okay don't worry about this bit we just we need somewhere to live then we'll solve the next problem <laughs> and then we'll solve the next one. And it, it all worked magically in the end. So you literally did sort of go from having it all together because you had your children with you, you weren't working, to then having to go, oh, crap, I've actually got to go back to the beginning, but I've already got four children. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like starting again, starting over again. Um I mean, being a single parent, that that kind of the thought of being a single parent with four children at home just terrified me. Like, how on earth am I going to do this? And it still surprises me that I'm at, I've I've done it, and it's I mean, it's working. There's things going on the in the world that are making it hard at the moment. You know, like putting petrol in my car because the cost of living has risen. So there's definite challenges that I'm facing at the moment. Had that not happened I'd be like wow this is great I'm really making this work so there's challenges definitely um and there will always be challenges so I kind of look at it this way okay we are living in a particular time everyone's facing the same thing there's going to be people who are going to be worse off than worse hit than others and it's not but I try not to look at I I try not to kind of focus on any of that because that will that kind of holds me back and I have to be in kind of create, I always call it like creator mode. I, you know, when, it, when I need things to happen and solve problems, find solutions and, and, you know, serve my clients and find new clients and create new products and services, I'm in creator mode, basically. And that's where I find most of the magic happens. So I have to cut out all of the noise that doesn't actually benefit me, doesn't help in that space to be able to um, 
you know, really do what I need to get done. I think that's a really good way of looking at things. It's a, it's a very refreshing attitude because I think as mums, there seems to be this inbuilt thing that just says, we just have to get on with it. Whatever happens, we have to just move on from it, deal with it, because what is the alternative? Mm. And you're obviously an example of where, where life can change so drastically and you're the one there that's the glue that's holding life together for you and your family. Therefore, you know, mm. you have to move on. You have to deal with it. There's no choice. It's, it's the, the things that have happened in my life. You know, I lost a sister um, eight years ago as well. And that was I was pregnant with my last born at the time. And he, she actually passed away on the day I was in labor, the day I gave birth to him. So they share that day together. And um, and that was that was a really challenging, challenging period. She was ill throughout from my third pregnancy. I think she was ill. And so I that was in the background of, you know, having children and bringing them up. And then and then she passed away when Ziggy was born. And um, there was that challenge as well. And, and it was I must say that was probably the toughest time, more so than anything else. Yeah, you don't have a choice as a parent. You're like, I need to grieve and I still need to bring up the children and I've got this newborn baby and I've got, and I think that was the hardest period and we got through it. And when I look back now, I really see like, wow, you know, how on earth did we do that? Um, But when I, like moving to Bristol and starting my business, it was, that was a matter of like, okay, this has to work. There's no, there is no kind of like, plan b here there's no alternative this has to work and I think when you've got that mindset you're driven by something it works because there's no alter you know it's not it's like it's non-negotiable right it's like there isn't like oh this will be nice to have this is paying for my the roof over my head and the food on the table and petrol and the car and clothes and everything my children need so it's like I think that's what's that's a huge driver for me and that's what made it work but equally so, last year, I, post-pandemic, post everything I'd you know, been through getting here and all the energy I'd put into sort of making it all work, I really crashed about this time last year, probably towards the August. And, um, and that, was, that was a real shock that it was suddenly like, you can't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I always thought I could, but then, and very quickly, I knew that wasn't going to work and that I had too much to lose and I had to make, I had to do something about it. So it was a matter of weeks before I contacted someone to work with them to help me sort out whatever was going on in my head, whatever was happening there. And that was totally transformational. It, it was like, it not only sorted that out, it gave me more than I'd ever expected to be. And I'd really realised that before I'd been in this kind of survival mode this kind of strong, resilient woman who um, I can I can deal with anything, but it was very much from a space of survivor rather than thriving. And now I've cleared that. It, I'm into kind of like I know it, it's not. I'm resilient and I can do anything, but it's not at a cost to my health and well-being anymore. It's kind of a, in a thriving space. It's quite hard to quite hard to explain because I can feel the difference and I feel the difference in my language and in the way I approach everything in my life now but yeah it was 
I think as single parents, especially, we're not, it's good to bring some awareness to that because you, it's very easy to burn out. So you work really, really hard, get loads done, and then you crash and then you pick yourself up and you do it again and then you crash. And there's only so many times you can do that before it really starts affecting you. I think there's two things in what you're saying. For me, um, mindset is everything because there's a great quote that says, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right, which just shows the power of our thinking. You know, if if we're thinking in a positive way, and like you said earlier, you know, if you're thinking in creative mode, creator mode, then anything is possible because that's the way, that's your focus. Whereas if, you know, we're thinking of, well, the world out there is against me. The cost of living is really high. I'm never going to survive. I can't do this. Then it, it has an impact on our mindset. Mm. So that's the one thing. And the second thing is self-care, which is an overused phrase. Yeah. But, oh my goodness, it is so important. So call it whatever you want to call it. But it is it's not it's not a um, a luxury it's a must mm. because if we're not looking after ourselves we cannot look after the people we love and it's exactly I mean I just said this in when I recorded the previous episode but it's exactly what the air stewards say when they're going through the safety tour yeah. you know we have to make sure we put on our own oxygen mask before we help anyone else because mm. if we cannot breathe we cannot help anyone else and that's same in life if our batteries are empty or you know Mm. if we're running on fumes then at some point we will crash and hopefully we'll be able to pick ourselves up but what you know what if you get to a point Mm. where it's actually too late you know it so that's what yeah that's what I realized it's like actually to make to make all this happen to earn the money to run my business to look after my children I need to put myself first because I am the one that they're all depending on. It just suddenly kind of, it takes a long time, especially as we probably come from generations of women who put themselves last and we take that on. And I can see it in my girls a little bit already. And I have to sort of teach them (laughs) not to, because they've kind of picked that up from me. It's, it's, and then I, it kind of hit me one time. It was like, actually, I'd rather they had a mum. I think even if if we all go without I'd rather they had a mum than not and and I think they would and that's the most important thing so yeah I've had to learn the hard way to look after myself and take care of myself and I think what can be stressful because you're right there's especially a lot of people is this kind of balance isn't it let's get getting balance and it's like there is no balance so don't come with me with your wheel your balance wheel and try and get me to say you know so it's what works for me. It's like, okay, I've got four children, me. So even if it's like at four o'clock, they're all home, they've all had something to eat, they're watching TV, lie down for half an hour with a cup of tea. Even if it's just that a day, and that's all I do, I really notice that helps me just that half hour before the evening rather than just plowing right through and, um, you know, getting to bed early, even if they're still up, just go, right, well, I'm going to bed. <laughs> just go to your rooms. As long as you're in your rooms, the lights are off we're all good um but just even you know I can I've realized how effective just really small things um can help rather than you know I think we always think oh I need a spa day or I need a holiday or I need you know the big big things to find that balance but actually little things will work as well even 10 minutes meditation 
will will work or a little bit of yoga just something to get you out of your mind out of your head mm. into sort of some another sort of space I think you're completely right it's 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 having a um a routine that's mm. not that you don't see as a routine because again there are many words in the English language that have gone from just meaning something to having a really negative meaning but it's having mm -hmm. a routine that that you just do that is something that just keeps you going and that isn't seen as a chore mm. and you know I have a moon morning routine actually before I get out of bed there are like four things that I will do just to set me going ready for the day but it is so important and it is the small things because the small things are first of all more doable Mm. And and it's that it's that like daily maintenance, isn't it? I mean, you yeah. if your car is creaking, no, let's go, let's rewind back. If you're about to go on a journey, you want to make sure there's petrol in the car, that the that the battery's okay, that your tires aren't flat, that you know, you might have like some water with you to go on your journey. And it's the same thing on a daily basis in your life. You're just doing that daily maintenance to make sure, am I okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Right. Today can be okay then. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I used to get stressed out about that because there's so many, um, there's so many books, aren't there? There's so much information, morning routine, do this first. And I'm like, oh, I've got to get the kids ready for school. But actually once last year, when that was all cleared, I can, I get up, I, I do, I'm, ideally, and I do this most days, some meditation, journaling, yoga, before I even get myself ready, get all the kids ready, get myself ready. And that's absolutely sets me up for the day. And, um, and I'm still surprised sometimes that I can fit all that in in the morning. And it's not, it doesn't feel stressful. It feels really lovely. I love doing sort of 10 minutes. And they're only 10 minutes, 10 minutes meditation, 10 minutes yoga, really small things. But it, I notice, because I do it consistently, I notice the benefits that it has on me consistently. And um, I never thought I could fit all that in. I thought, oh, I'm too busy. I've got too much to do, the kids. and But actually, because I was telling myself that, that's what I was. I was. But as soon as you start introducing those things and, like you say, build good habits, you can do them and I it always surprises me what we can actually create what we're we're only stopping ourselves aren't we most of the time I mean I can sit here if I wanted to and run through all the reasons why life's hard <laughs> and it would be if I if I you know but I won't do that anymore it's like that's just that doesn't matter we can you know we, we've got a lot in this country we we have in the most parts comfortable lives and the more you appreciate and really see all of that, I think the more life becomes much easier. Well, it's naturally where your focus goes, doesn't it? If you're thinking that um, life is rubbish, I haven't got enough time, I'm too busy, then guess what? Life will be rubbish, you won't have enough time and you will be too busy. Hmm. Whereas if you just take a minute, and I know, I know people are going, I haven't got a minute. <laughs> just take a minute to just pause and go, right, what do you want life to look like? decide make a conscious decision and then really simple then go make it happen and like we've already been saying it doesn't mean grand gestures making small changes to get you to where you want to go but I think the problem is we all go oh no I want this wonderful life and oh my mm -hmm. goodness that's really overwhelming and I haven't got the money I haven't got the time I haven't got the resource therefore oh I just won't bother I just yeah 
too difficult I just won't do it but it's just it's like you said it's consistency Mm. it's it's the focus of you know I don't want a plan b this is my plan a and I'm focusing on plan a and you'll be surprised at how quickly not only do you start your journey to getting plan a but how easy it actually feels when your mindset is in the right place Mm. And setting those goals as well. Like I think you, you, um, something really important is about knowing what you want. I, I think in the past, I was very much letting ha- life happen to me, how I ended up with five children. Um, <laughs> they were, none of that was planned, but you know, I, I, did, I went through, I went to university, I, I then had my baby, but then I worked and moved to London, worked in London. Um, you know, you get your job, you pay your rent. You, you, I was on that kind of hamster reel and sort of you go out on the weekends and didn't really realise back then, I wish I'd known this sooner and my children definitely are going to know it, you can create your life. You absolutely can. And it's, you don't have to know exactly, you know, that's a process as well. Mm-hmm. But having goals to work towards, creating the life that you want, knowing what you want in your life and you know what you don't want but not focusing on what you don't want obviously (laughs) (laughs) and moving towards it is so key and I think it's I learned that very late much later I'd like to have learned that a lot earlier but you you know the knowledge has come to me now and I can create the life for my children but also really noticing when you've got what you want because sometimes we look around we're going there's something and you're like oh I've got it I've I I was afraid just going oh I I want a bigger house I want and then actually when I stopped and looked at my house looked at the beautiful garden we've got and I rent it I don't own it got a garage you know I've got parking which is bloody luxury and um and I realized like wow we're all right we've only got one bathroom but we manage with one bathroom even though there's how many of us five of us in here (laughs) You're doing well. One bathroom, five of you. Amazing. We had we had more in London, so there was definitely a challenge. That and the and the lack of dishwasher. There were two things. <laughs> oh. And we, but they don't matter. We manage fine. It's not it's not an issue. But it's only an issue if you make it one. And um, and I'm really so when I stopped and really saw that actually I've got a really great space to live in, and we've got enough room for us all. Um, then I stopped kind of chasing the other thing. So, yeah, it's, I think it's important to, to know when you've got it as well, because sometimes we don't we don't see that. We don't we don't take the time. We I'm just generalizing. We why. yeah, all of um, us <laughs> to just like stop and exactly do what you like reflect. Because mm. in life, you know, we will have overcome challenges. We will have had some great moments that we just like just for whatever reason. Oh, it's happened. Right. Move on. Next thing. But it's great to not dwell but to go you know that that thing happened and I actually I surprised myself I that showed me how strong I am and how I can get over things so that when you get to the next challenge in your life because it will happen you know life throws us curveballs you know that you are capable of dealing with it Mm. and also really like basking in the glory of those lovely moments because life can seemingly be over in what seems like a second so Mm. why wouldn't you you know relish relish those beautiful moments like last week it was really funny I was in the kitchen with my son and I'm cooking and um there was some music on the radio and it just so happened to be a song that 
um, they played at Holiday Club and they had their own little dance routine to it. And he's there like busting out the moves. And I'm like, oh my word, this is so cute. So I stopped cooking and I'm like joining in. And I will remember (laughs) that moment. Well, as long as my memory keeps, you know, it's all right. You will. Kitchen discos. I know, but it's just that moment. I was like, I can't believe, you know, I was just like, I need to stop now. This is really important. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think I think that's the challenge of being a single mum sometimes is one is is that being really aware, like especially my youngest, like I want to give him that time that I gave the others, and um and I do have to be mindful about that of of not going. I'm busy of just going. Yeah, let's do this. Let's play snakes and ladders. Let's go on a bike ride or let's yeah dance in the kitchen I mean there's nothing like my oldest son he was me and him used to have kitchen discos all the time and we put on those you know some kind of anthem some awful <laughs> just sing along to it whenever I see him it's just like oh I, I miss those times so then I can have it with my children now so me and the boys do it sometimes I grab them we dance around and it is really special we must remember to um to do those things because we can all get sort of wrapped up especially when we run our own businesses right like really wrapped up and drawn into endless work because I, I love what I do I could do it all day long but I have to remember like okay I need to take a break I need to do something else now give time to the kids and and one thing you, you said that I just wanted to pick up on about realizing you've got through things I really I think that's I've really started doing that around money like each month, if I feel myself like that, not enough, mm. or it's a period of, you know, because again, running my own business, it's not always guaranteed every month's going to be the same. That, oh, I've got this far. I've made it work every month. I've always paid the rent. <laughs> What's to think that, why, why would this month be any different to that? And I really remind myself of that. And that's really powerful, actually. Go, I've done it this far haven't messed any of it up doing really well so yes you can do it this month too rather than go into that kind of natural period of panic <laughs> there's no money it won't come yeah yeah just go oh no yeah now I've done all right it's gonna be fine it always always works out so yeah that's always I think that's really important to really see what you've accomplished and know that you've got through it and know you've always managed to um, work it out because then it's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll work it out again. You can panic for like five minutes, but not stay there for too long. <laughs> Sometimes we need that a little bit to kick we, us into I think action. We do. We have to be able to like let it go. There's, um, I can't remember the book now, but one of the recommendations the author says is you've got five minutes. It's the five minute rule. So there's like the five second rule, which mm. is something different. And there's a yeah. five minute rule. So the five minute rule is when something happens that winds you up, you set a timer and you've got five minutes to just F and blind and whatever you need to do to let it go for five minutes. And all right, you might come to the end of the five minutes and still feel all wound up, but you are only allowed to give yourself five minutes and then that's it. You've had your moment of um, being the victim and everything's rubbish. Make best use of that five minutes and then move on. That's a really good idea. I really like that my present to you Vicky yes thank you I think I'll probably do it my car's been in the garage for two months and it broke down at the end of my birthday on on my birthday right at the end of the day and I had the next day I was 
I, I did that and then I went out for a walk and then I came back and went, oh, it's gone now. I'm all right, right, I've solved the problem on my walk, walking. Walking solves all my problems. If I'm stuck, I go for a walk with whatever it is I'm dealing with and the answers always come. Something about movement for me. Mm. Um, and I solved it, so I had my, but I had to have my moment of like, ah! <laughs> I can't believe it. And it's still in the garage. I still haven't got it back. It's up in Derby now. It's traveled up there. It's been it. Two garages so far. <laughs> it's all right. Can't walking. put petrol in it anyway, so it's all fine. <laughs> uh, so we've nearly come to the end of our, our episode, but I have I have one more question to you for mm-hmm. you to answer. What's the best piece of advice anyone has ever given you about being a mum? I think when my when my son was tiny, my first son, somebody was somewhere said to me, start as you mean to go on. And I remember thinking, not much of it, but really it, sta- it stayed with me. It's that if you introduce something, it's very hard to unintroduce it. So think carefully before, like, I, I do, I'm very, do this a lot with, um, with digital tech, with phones, iPads, gaming, you know, with my boys, because once that's in their lives, there's no taking that away and going back. So you think very carefully about what you introduce, because once they've had it, they've had it. And same with um, food or with, with, with kind of what they watch, what they consume. I'm very careful about them not watching, playing games that are older, too much older than mm. they are. And I know a lot of their friends do, but it's like, once you've done it, it's very hard. You, there's no going back to, okay, we're not playing those games. We're going to, you know, so that always stayed with me that just think about, do I want this in my life just yet? Do I want it in their life just yet? And we, we're all going to make mistakes, but if you can bring a little bit of, you know, conscious choice into it, I think it's, um, yeah, that stayed with me. That is great because it's just so simple. Yeah. And that's what we want, simple, not like you, somebody tells you something and you go, I have no idea what you've just told me. And my advice, pick your battles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Does, and and don't don't um don't meet a teenager on their um if they're having a tantrum don't meet them with a tantrum it's like a two year old again walk away yeah and well, just escalate very quickly yeah it's much easier my kid we don't have big shouting matches because I don't I won't do it they might try but I won't do it so mum says uh, no pick your That's battles yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Uh, Vicky, I've loved talking to you, but before we go, please, if anyone has been listening, people will be listening, if you've been yeah. listening and been thinking, I, I, I just want to be in Vicky's world, I want, to, I, know, I want to know more about Vicky, how can they get in touch? I think my, just Instagram is where I, um, it's my favourite social media to hang out on, and I am Vicky Creative, without any at the end of creative, comms which is a little bit complicated. Um, I'm That's who I am on there. And that's probably the best place to um, connect with me um, because that's kind of work and life as well, rather than just, just worky stuff. Uh, well, thank you, Vicky, for talking to me today. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. It's been real, real fun talking about being a mum. <laughs> You're most welcome. See you all next time. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast episode and if you did then of course please share it with other mums. 
I have lots more resources for you that will help you on your journey through life. Just visit my website to access them, which is mummyonabreak.co.uk. You can also find out details about my book, Busy. Take care and see you the next time. (laughs) 